Hello and welcome everyone to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and today I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Ash Polson, and our very special guest, BrainScratch.com's Nairman. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Doing all right. It's uh, the third day of the uh, 2022. Nothing's burned down yet i mean i got a fire going so i'm kind of risking fate right now so (laughs) that's how it goes but uh yeah how's the i mean we talked earlier so unfortunately your year is not starting out the best and i do apologize Uh, for that so it it, it is what it is but you know we'll get through it so yeah i I mean we have more topics than we usually do to start like the first three days of year usually nothing happens until like the middle of the month (laughs) yeah seriously but uh, yeah, all, uh, all the best to uh, you and your family. Uh, obviously, our, we're all about the good vibes here, so we're just sending you yeah. um, all the you know all that. So of course, I, I all hope, the best to you, man. Yeah, you. absolutely. What about you, Rod? Ash, how's how's twenty twenty two treating you? It's been okay. Uh, I haven't been feeling too hot, as I just mentioned mm-hmm. to you right before we started. I've got a stomach thing going on, and I, I don't think I'm getting like I, I don't feel like sick, like I have COVID or anything. But I'm definitely feeling under the weather, and I'm not sure what's up. I'm crossing my fingers it's nothing like serious or COVID because I'm supposed to go to Magfest on Wednesday. But of course, if I found out I was sick, I would just cancel. I'm not going to put anyone at risk uh, right. ever. But uh, I'm just hoping that. Whatever's going on with me isn't like something contagious, like a cold let's or just, COVID or something. Let's just hope you had to eat something bad. That's all. <laughs> exactly. If it kind of feels like that, but uh, you will be happy to know that my wife and I finally finished Greatest Great Ace Attorney One. Oh, nice! Which might have the longest ending of any game. I've right. Ever I told you, life. like you need to have some Jesus time. Right. That ending would not end. It was great though. Like the way it sets up for Great Ace Attorney Two. I can't wait to play this game. Like all of a sudden, oh, that music God. box you were talking about uh, yeah. gets a little bit more interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> Holy crap! Holy crap! No spoilers, of course. But no, the no. Way it sets up the second game is just brilliant, and I can't wait to start playing it. Yeah, I I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, the first case, you know, it's a first case, but it's also one of those things where um, there's a fun twist to it, and okay. I, I think I think you'll like that twist to it. Did you uh, did you watch the other or the like little escapades? Did I, you do that? I too, didn't. Or? I was so like okay. pushing through. I never actually got a chance to watch the other escapades. So have you? Uh, no, but but I was wondering if like we were gonna. But I'm not sure if it's worth it. If it's I, necessary. If it's like eh, I wasn't I, sure. I can't tell. I think it's just sort of its own uh, thing. But gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh oh, one one two says that they did the escapades after, and Azran says they did the escapades. You don't need them. I figured it was just like, hey, here's some fun scenarios. That's what I thought. Okay, I figured it didn't have anything to do with the actual main story. Yeah. Um. By the way, a couple of people are saying that Ryan, that you need to turn up your I, volume. I already boosted his audio, so oh, hopefully you'll be able to cool. say something, Ryan. Uh, test test. I might not be speaking loud enough. Yeah, I I boosted him on Discord, so uh, that should okay, hopefully cool. be better. Yeah, I may just need to speak awesome. up a bit more. So. No problem. All right. Uh, well, before we get to the actual news stories and uh, 
the one that really sucks in this, but uh, yeah, we got something that doesn't suck here at all. That is the Game Orb, our wonderful sponsor and YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox uh, Series X gaming systems. While they are still running Let's Plays of Splatoon 2 and Sp Super Mario 64 from the 3D All-Stars collection, they're also adding new games like Sonic Color Colors Ultimate and Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Also, there are now shorter videos and a playlist called the Game Orb Minis for clips that are highlighted. So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description and check out their good friend, the Galactic Reaper. And yeah, we're still 21 away, 21, 21 away from uh, hitting that big um, 400 subs. And that'd be yeah. awesome. Also, uh, yeah. as I'm looking over here, they got some Mario Party superstars going on too, four player. So Which is always a good time. Oh, right. and, I, oh uh, wait, I see guest stars here and uh, versus both Ash and Steve. Yes. Uh, we, we had a Fight of Founders session with the Game Orb um, recently where we played Mario Party, and they recorded it to use on their channel. It was a really fun... Uh, we played with uh, their the Game Orb and their friend and had a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, Mario Party Superstars is always, you know, a great time no matter what. But, yeah, uh, yeah they've Got been supporting it. us from the very beginning, the Game Orb has. So please do show them some love, you know, throw them a sub, check out their content. They're great people. And, uh, yeah, playing Mario Party was a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, if you do want to find out more about those Fight of Founder sessions, you should check, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash gvgaming. There you go. Sell, sell it, Ash. Sell it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, before we get to our first story, we got some uh, super chats. First up is Mwape Mulenga with a $2 super chat saying, Hot take, Cowboy Bebop Netflix is just fine. I mean... Mm. Fair enough. I, I watched. Uh, I did not watch it, but I I tend to watch uh, Ben at the Sage on uh, YouTube. Saw his breakdown of it, and yeah, if you have no association with the original, it's I'm sure it's fine. But from what I saw, how they were yeah. changing it, and how they were like how snarky they seemed to each other, they made some pretty unfortunate mistakes. <laughs> I just. I had a bad feeling about it ever since I saw the first trailer. I'm, I'm usually open to, you know, I'm at least open to things. And do I feel like it needed a live action remake? No, no. but I'll give it a shot. But ever since that first trailer, I was like, it, man, it's one of those know. things where you, you can't do bebop better. You can only do it worse. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I don't understand the point of even attempting it. Yeah. Right. Like, I think the thing that might've helped it, would be like showing spikes like um what i forget is it yakuza or just the the mob the days syndicate yeah syndicate, the syndicate yeah but... syndicate days it's been a while since i've watched cowboy, cowboy bebop so i, I mean it, it's all the same thing really but yeah so right. maybe you could do something with that or showing you know I, i've heard one of the best parts was jet uh jet's actor um maybe he's focus like on only, him yeah he's like the only genuinely good thing about the show so yeah Gotcha. Uh, it, the, it is what it is. The clips I saw from uh, on Bennett's review, um, boy, I uh, <laughs> um, vicious, whoo, vicious got it the worst. Ugh. Really, did he? Oh, That's he's not shame. even. The, he's, he's not. He's not even the same character anymore. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a shame. Uh, um, <laughs> Jaden Buck asking really quickly if I if I grew my hair out. Yes, but not necessarily on purpose. I was just telling Derek and Ryan that I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow before I go to Magfest. So 
when my hair grows out to a certain point, that's when I know it's timing. It's a little mullety, and I'm like, I'm not trying to ever rock a mullet, so it's time. Been there for me, I'm trying to hide the back there. But yeah, it's time. <laughs> I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. <laughs> do, nice. the, do the do the do the uh, little ponytail in the back. Oh, there you go. I have done that. You, I have you done can, that. Before. You can be Moroku yeah. from Inuasha. Oh man, I have Cosplay done the ponytail him. thing before, especially back in my DDR days. I, I wore a headband and, and tied my hair back. My hair was a lot longer. It was a different time. It was a different time. It was a very different, different time. You got to dig out pictures of, of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know if I need to. I don't know if anyone needs to see those. <laughs> I, hmm. <laughs> I used to wear junko jeans, by the way, with the oh, whole chain, you, chain and everything. Oh my god, Ash. I oh had my a, god. I had a, a bit of an emo phase. For those my, who my are not aware for junko <laughs> jeans, here's my arm. The cloth would go out to here, like uh-huh. it is flared out, like just. And I, and I had like the chain wallet and everything. It was great. The Nintendo wristbands. I went. I, I was such a nerd. It was great. I mean, still am. I just present my nerd them differently. Uh-huh. But I was the whole emo nerd thing was great. <laughs> I, I've reached my uh, flannel fl- phase with uh, N64 shirt underneath. So you nice. know, my height of fashion is still not great. Um, either way, though, we got screwed. Yeah. Either way, we got Scrimo Shaman here with $5 Super Chat saying, manager tested positive for COVID, so I had to get tested. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for you as well because... Oh, fingers crossed, man. I hope you don't have to deal with really, it. Yeah, sending you, sending you all the vibes we have, man. I, I really hope you don't have COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope so. Ugh, that'd be awful. Uh, and finally, uh, Hyrulean 1000 with a 10 euro donation saying, Hey everyone, hope you all had a great Christmas. Totally unrelated, but finally got around to playing Life is Strange 2 on, and on episode 3 at the moment, but I love it. I played and loved the first one and third one, so there you go. Quality still holds up. Nice. Ash. I Yeah, I, I never played 2, and I, I'd like to get around to it at some point with my wife, but I think we want to play True Colors first. That just looks outwardly more interesting to us for whatever reason but mm. i you know we, uh, we're ultimately going to try to play both but first is greatest attorney 2 that's definitely how i coming first so yeah. yeah that's a long one good expect another 40 45 hours i'd say depending Ooh. all right yeah there's some good bits in there especially the last two cases oh wow bolt mouse x says real talk ash's hair is better than josuke's hair and ash's hair like is like zero for Mega Man x Man, some interesting comments about my hair. Thank you, Bolt Mouse X. I appreciate that. I don't know if your hair is that long case. that you can, for as you're, if you can it's pull not quite off that long. Yeah, yeah. Pull it's off not zero. Quite zero long. Yeah. Also, um, Master Pikachu. Uh, sorry about your older sister testing positive for COVID. Thankfully, she only has mild symptoms uh, and that she's recovering. Jeez. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, thankfully, if you are fully vaxxed, it does seem like it is lessened. So a lot milder, no less hospitalizations, less severe. Yeah. So yeah. really glad that she's vaccinated, as you said, and that her symptoms are mild. Really happy to hear that. Yeah. And I hope her recovery goes as smoothly as possible. Absolutely. Uh, one, uh, one, uh, bit of one, one last, uh, super chat before we move on to our stories from rec BCQ, just because I feel like they need it with a $10 super chat. Once again, thank you so much, uh, saying recently I went from being absolutely fine to being in an extreme bout of anxiety of depression for about, uh, for about a week. Please be good. We give me good vibes. Cause I'm struggling. Well, you don't need to ask. Man. They're there. Um, they're there, man. I know exactly what that's like. Yeah. It sucks when they hit it. Yeah, it really it does. Really suck. Does. So all, all you can do is just hang in there can't last forever and look at the good things yeah. i don't you know and I if don't... you ever need to 
if you ever need to shoot me a dm if you ever feel like you're really struggling you know i'm not always available on discord but if i see your message i'll totally respond you know like i just don't want you to ever suffer alone in silence or anything yep. it's such a difficult thing to deal with yep oh boy all right uh well let's go ahead and get to the story uh first story because man i'm just i'm screw no shame and i'm seeing the, the follow-ups to your stuff and oh my god i just i'm so sorry yeah. I just responded in chats. I'm I'm really sorry about everything you're going through, Screamo oh. Shaman. Seriously, man, what is with 2022? Seriously, I, I yeah, it 2022 sucks so far. Jeez, it's only yeah. three days uh, in. 2022. The uh, worst <laughs> post I saw about that was um, Betty White saw what 22 was going to happen and nope the hell out. <laughs> yeah, which, which is terrible. Which is terrible, but terrible, but also, I mean, <sighs> that said, I did have fun watching some old Betty White stuff. Just a nice, you know, in memory. She was a treasure too. She was uh-huh. such mm-hmm. a treasure. Rest in scared peace. the crap out of me because I saw Tim Curry uh, um, trending today. I'm like, don't you dare! I know, right? Well, yeah, and, and not even just Betty White, John Madden as well. Which I'm not a big sports guy, but of course I know how tremendously you know legendary he was oh, for yeah. football. And so you know, rest in peace for and, and you know for gaming too. Madden video games, like geez. So rest in peace to him as well. But it's just weird with the very end of 2022, man, or 2021, John Madden and Betty White. Jeez. Mm, it's rough. 2021, but... just one, two last fuck yous, right? Before, <laughs> before ending. Yeah. Really seems that way. But you know what? We need some good news. We need some good news. Yes. We're going to start out with some good news here and get to our very first story. And uh, would you believe the good news comes from Sonic, of all things? My God. I mean, we've been getting the good news from Sonic the past year. compared that, to Of course it does. Of things, so. I'm always good that, news. That, that is true. But this is a twofer. Uh, first up is Jun Sonoy has confirmed that he's going to be working on Sonic Frontiers' soundtrack. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. And just give me a new Crush 40 song. I want a new Crush 40 song. Ooh. That's sweet, sweet Jun Sonoy music. I mean, I'm already there. Sonic Frontiers, but do it, it's so do good it. to have Sinoe confirming. Yeah, do us a favor and save the vocal track. Like, don't pre- use it as previews for the game. Just save it for like the final boss or something. Oh yeah. man, have like, it like Sonic Adventures, like yeah. We can or, rock yeah, out to totally. it like we did the Adventure Days. Or yeah, yeah or agreed. do the whole thing where they have a the, the opening song like they have like City Escape, but you know, obviously City Escape doesn't play at the end of the game. Have something hidden for that last bit. That'd be cool. Um, but the other thing uh, related to Sonic Frontiers that, Frontiers that we learned in the past week was that Sega initially wanted to launch it in 2021, but they, they holy crap, they delayed it because it, they, it wasn't up to the quality they wanted. So, That's promising. Yeah. That is there, promising. That there was an Sonic, perceive that. Yeah, Sonic rarely gets delayed, so this is hopefully good news that they really kind of want to get it to where it needs to be. And I think this is also good news in that it shows that Sega does not need to rely a hundred percent on Sonic that, you know, they can just say, Hey, you know, streets of rage Four, Yakuza, what a, you know, whatever came out in 2021. That was good enough. We don't need to force Sonic out the door to keep us afloat. Yeah. I, that's right. very good. And this actually came from investor Q and a, uh, held last month, uh, where Sega explained originally it was planned to be released this year, the 30th anniversary of Sonic. 
but we have postponed the release for a year in order to further brush up the quality. Not only for this title, but during the development phase, we have been steadily conducting analysis to improve the quality of the title before release, such as introducing game testing based on external evaluations, and I have a feeling that it will become a good game and have high expectations for it. Uh, they went on to say that this is, this is the title with no compromise in terms of quality, and that has taken on many new, new challenges. So... Well, Ooh, and, and kind of anecdotally, this does line up with those, uh, was it, I can't it Reddit or 4chan, but either way, the leaks about how the game was already being playtested, or at least an earlier build of the game was being playtested, and people, or whoever, you know, was responsible for that leak didn't think it was looking very good. They were saying, yeah, it's not great. So, I mean, if all that's true, and it certainly seems like it was, that, that would all line up. True, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's one of those, that was like, what, two years ago? I believe yeah, that I kind of leak happened. Yeah. So. I think, yeah. Year, year and a half to two years ago, that's one of those, like, they would have played it at a super early state where it, most yeah. games, even Nintendo things, wouldn't be that polished. So, mm-hmm. Right. That's I, true. I do wonder, like, I, I see um, somebody, uh, Master of Hamster, saying, now if only they let Blind Squirrel delay Sonic Colors Ultimate. That might, this delay might explain why Colors Ultimate didn't get a delay. It's like, well, we yeah, need right. something Sonic this year, and it's a, a port. Just get it out. Get it out. Be fine. Yeah. Well, and as Rob points out uh, in our live audience patron chat, arguably they could delay Frontiers again if need be, given that Origins is also coming in 2022, uh, which is true. Origins is still coming. We don't know when, but I assume that's probably like spring or summer. Yeah, I would say like, like or Origins, Origins is like the spring game, and then Frontiers is the... Origins could probably come out around the time the second movie comes out, and then Frontiers comes out when the Netflix show does. Yeah. Would be my that's, guess. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, I, I would think oh, Frontiers. I'm like trying to think, like what the like I'm trying to remember, like what the heck was Origins? I'm like Sonic Origins. The, what is oh. that? And then it's like, oh, it's the collection. Oh Wide my god, I, compl- I completely Knuckles, forgot about it. Completely yep, forgot it's... about it. And well, and they haven't talked to us yet about everything that's going to include in terms of features. They've teased new features coming to these older games. We'll please see. be the Taxman versions. Oh, please. please get please, Sonic please, Two please. and Sonic One Taxman versions off the yes. iPhone for the love of God. Yeah, I I want to play Hidden Palace Zone in full splendor on my big TV. Oh man, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I would I would love it. Like I I let I I let Kai play around with Sonic Mania. He's he likes holding controllers. So I'm like, all right, let's put a game nice. on here and see how you do. And he, I swear to God, swear to God, he pulled off a drop dash on his own. I love it. Getting started <laughs> early. I love it. Gotta, I, I he's just pushing buttons, but he pulled it off. So I'm like. I'm like, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, he 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 get a taste for bad Nick parts already. Uh, might be. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> Blowing up bad Nick's. Yeah. One one two says Sonic Three Whitehead version would be insane, and yes, oh, we got that. sir, it would. I just just the idea of a widescreen Sonic Three and Knuckles alone is exciting, but if it gets that extra, you know, level of polish, that you know, that Whitehead esque level of polish, where it, oh man. That could be, would be so amazing. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is just underneath Sonic Mania as my favorite 2D Sonic game. And I, I just love to see it get that kind of just full treatment. I hope so. Man. Same. It's, it, it's my favorite. And they so rarely give Sonic 3 and Knuckles the love it deserves for obvious reasons, probably regarding the music. But right, anytime they do re-release it, it's always like the most bare bones Here's yeah. a ROM. It's like, please give it the attention it deserves. Yeah, here's Sonic 3, here's Sonic and Knuckles, but you can't play them together. It's like, no. 
It'd be cool if he, if Sonic could have both the Insta Shield and Drop Dash in Sonic Three. Like, yeah, that would be know. cool. Like if you if you tap it, you get the Insta Shield. If you hold it, you charge up the do- the Drop Dash. I almost said Door Dash. Imagine Door if you da- just perform the Door Dash in Sonic game. No you know, what. Sonic that yeah. probably would be a really good Door Dash. Uh, your food would definitely be hot. Your food yeah. in twenty seconds yeah. or less. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love and, it. and Rob also with a good point saying the real question is whether or not we're getting the prototype music tracks for Sonic 3 and Knuckles or the ones people love. And that's, I think that's, yeah, a question on a lot you of know, minds. I'm it's certainly pretty, mine. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm, I would say I'm pretty sure they're going to do the usual track considering they've never cut them out. I have a feeling they are as well. Yeah. So. They might have just been so. willing to pay the extra money for, the, for this case. Like, all right, one last time and we'll see how yeah. profitable this is. Yeah. So. We'll see. We sh- we shall yeah. see. Um, yeah, but uh, I yeah. I'm really hopeful for Sonic Frontiers. We're probably not going to hear anything more until like E3. But you know, please mm-hmm. let it be good. I know. I do well, I mean, every time. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, the bright. I'm going to say the bright side is it's going to come out during the holidays. So whether it's good or bad, content creators are going to get paid. <laughs> that is a good point. That is true. That is a good point. And. Uh, Sega also say that the company would like to go beyond the first year sales number of Sonic Forces and look forward to further increase regarding lifetime sales. I mean, how well did Sonic, Sonic Forces, Forces sell? Such a low bar. I yeah, I, I don't even know offhand at what Sonic if, Forces sold. If I remember year. correctly, it was just so so. Like it didn't do terrible, but like it wasn't itself. like. Yeah, it's like it didn't do terrible, but it wasn't like some big splash either. Right. Like yeah. if Frontiers is even remotely good, it'll probably outdo Forces. Well, um, apparently, according to Game Reactor, Sega were pleased with Sonic Forces uh, sales in general. I, according to the Wikipedia, um, this is rough, but um, Sega stated in a February 2018 uh, financial report that the game performed strongly. As of May 3rd, 2020, Sonic Forces, including a free PlayStation Plus version, has, re- has reached an estimated 6.8 million players on PlayStation Network. And that's just so, on PlayStation. Yeah, but that's also including a free version. So yeah, hard to say. Right. Well, seems like pretty decent. How, yeah, it just depends on how much of a how much is Sony paying Sega for that. Yeah. Right. So. Well. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the the good thing is it forces set such a low bar in terms of expectations that Frontier is going to have to really try, or Frontiers is going to have to really try to somehow be worse. It's just, it's that thing. I can't help but be hopeful because I love Sonic so much. And I'm in that camp who does believe that Sonic has had some good 3D games. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and I'll always defend that point. But it's been a little while since he's had a good one. And Forces was not it. And so <laughs> let's just hope. Let's hope Frontiers really brings. Like I said, I want this to be Generations and Colors Sonic Team. You know, that's the kind of that's the, the level of Sonic Team I hope is working on this game. And uh, the fact that they are willing to delay it out of 2021 to improve the game's quality, I think is promising. It seems like they're really aware uh, that the game needs to, you know, be damn good. So really sure. hoping. I mean, I'm hopeful too, because I mean, if you go into like the fan game sort of stuff, especially with like Sonic and Unreal Engine this or Sonic in, you know, mm-hmm. prototype 3D world that it's like running around a big open space of Sonic is just kind of fun on its own. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So, so it's like, even if it's not like the most complicated open world in the game, just being able to zip around all over the place should inherently be fun on its own. Yeah. So right. I so I, I have reason to expect that at least it should be decent. There's, I, I mean, so we're, we sh- theoretically we should have good music, a good story thanks to uh, Ian 
Flynn. Ian Flynn. And, yeah. you know, time spent on the gameplay. So the elements seem right. We'll just see, have to see if the mix, you know, bakes correctly. I don't know. I, my, I'm mixing my metaphors. But <laughs> either way, let's go ahead and move on. We have a few more Super Chats before we continue on to our second story. First up from Jacob Tucker with a $5 Super Chat saying, Ash, you're not going to re- uh, like the recent stance Tara Strong has taken, supporting an NFT film and shutting out everyone, anyone who criticizes her. It's saddening. It is. It is. I I read I read about this. I heard about this. Uh, it sucks. I don't agree with her. You know, I've considered her a friend. We've, you know, I've known her through my dad for years. I think she's a lovely person, but I don't like the way she's handled this uh, situation at all. Completely agree with you. It's a shame. Unfortunately, she's just talked it up to haters, which. Which is just, it's so not that simple. It's, no. I mean, she really should be, in my opinion, listening to, you know, well, obviously not the trolls. There are always going to be trolls oh, yeah. who express their feelings in ways that are not worth listening to. But the people who are really trying in good faith to communicate to her respectfully why NFTs are a bad idea, she shouldn't be shutting them down like that. And I agree with you. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next up is a nerd's ramblings with a $10 super chat saying, I feel like Sonic T is actually uh, taken. Sonic is Sonic T Sonic F Sonic T I, is. I, I assume they mean Sonic team. Oh, Sonic, Sonic team. team. There we go. Thank you, yeah. Ryan. Cause I was like, I'm blanking, like going through my Sonics <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Sonic team is actually taking this seriously. And they actually do care. I wonder if marketing uh, corporates are having them hold off showing gameplay. The devs have confidence. It seems they might be at that point where they just want to show off the best a cop possibly can be, you know, especially yeah. if they're taking this yeah. extra time to work on it. And you only get one chance at a first impression, right? So they have to make yeah. sure to the extent that they can, that the first impression we get from the gameplay of this game is fantastic. Yep. For Here sure. Sonic for Frontiers, sure. hi police. <laughs> I mean, for <laughs> sure. The other aspect is I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the corporate heads are like, Hmm, we have a, big movie and a fancy Netflix cartoon coming out next year. Maybe we should hold off a little bit, you know, make it a big, you know, year of Sonic sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Ride right. that wave. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jaden Buck with a $2 super chat. Uh, Ash, do you see it? Cause I need to leave it to you. Oh, I do. Here's your big Mac, sir. Way past cool. Oh, you well, don't want to cool. Big Mac, Cause a way past cool. Big Mac would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, better uh, than the cold fries. Merit. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. True. <laughs> Thank you, Jaden. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get to our next story, uh, which is all about, uh, I don't know. It's the apple of my eye, if it's true. An achievement list for GoldenEye 007 has appeared. Now, I tried to track this down to see, like, where it appeared from, like, if somebody found something, but... All I found, the best I could find was trueachievements.com saying, out of nowhere, we have just picked up an achievement list for GoldenEye 007. At the moment, details on whatever this game is are thin on the ground as we haven't yet picked up a Microsoft Store page for the game, so we can't say if this is a remake, remaster, or re-release. The achievements are also different from the cancelled XBLA GoldenEye 007 remake that leaked last year. So, we have 55 new achievements worth a thousand gamer score, one of which is a secret, and I I don't know where it came from, but it's a good sign if it's if it's all real. Is there a way to tell if it's like the actual N sixty four game or if it's like the three sixty Wii kind of half just remake, half its own list. thing? I think just looking at the achievements list, you you can pretty much 
come Bell to the conclusion that it's the N64 version okay, because I'm looking at like the the stage names like Damn, Control, Aztec, Egyptian, uh, you know, complete on Agent, Secret Agent, Double O Agent, uh, unlocking different weapons. Uh, yeah, I'm. I this has to be the okay, N64 this one, version. I hadn't looked at the actual achievements themselves, so I wasn't sure if they were like specifically referring to the N64 game or if it was kind of gotcha. up in the air, if it was like the you know the 360 Wii. Golden eye in name only. Right. What's interesting is that there's an achievement called chest pounding goodness. Unlock DK oh. mode by completing runway on agent in five minutes or less. Yeah, the DK mode. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting that they can name drop that in an Xbox. But but Nintendo would have had to work with them on this because I think it was Nintendo who blocked the initial release of the, the scooped up Xbox port. That they we know this is something they worked on and it was basically finished. Yeah. The prototypes out there. You know, I wouldn't uh, be Steve talked about it. I wouldn't be surprised if they if after that they saw the response and Microsoft and Nintendo were like, "Okay, let's team up. We'll each get our own port of it." Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Oh my god, Goldeneye so you, on a and, Switch would be so hype. I mean, Goldeneye well, until the glitches happen. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, like the the, the uh, Xbox ports of Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, and Perfect Dark are all so good. And to have that level of of polish applied to Goldeneye, I was always more of a Goldeneye guy than a Perfect Dark guy myself. And I would love to be able to see, play this game again on modern platforms. And and I know nostalgia goggles probably doesn't hold up the way it did back in the day, but of course not, I love Goldeneye. I played love, so much of it. I mean, everyone our age did at the time. I mean, the only thing I particularly want is um, a physical Switch card so I can cartridge tilt with it. Yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. I'll be honest. I've never played uh, GoldenEye 007. I didn't try it until the th- uh, the Xbox was already out. So I was used to Halo at that point. And going back oh. to Golden, I was like, "Why was this popular?" Because I remember, like, during gym class, uh, you, you the other guys were <laughs> yeah, the other guys were just like, "It's so amazing." But they also said the same thing about Star Fox multiplayer. So I'm like, and I play that later. I'm like, is it really? <laughs> I still have fun with Star Fox 64's multiplayer, but although I do submit that you had to be there, like you yeah. had to probably play it back in the day to have a soft spot for it. It's not mm-hmm. obviously the most complex of, of gameplay by 2021 standards, but uh, or 2022 standards now, I guess. But uh, yeah, a lot of people in our YouTube chat are saying you know, like Lizard 81288. Uh, imagine it being an NSO game. Yeah, maybe yeah. you know maybe Nintendo and Microsoft finally inked some deal and it comes out on Xbox and NSO. I mean, we yeah. know that Banjo Kazooie is coming to NSO this month. So, obviously, mm-hmm. and you know, Banjo's in Smash. Clearly, Microsoft and Nintendo are happy to work together. So, hopefully, mm-hmm. that just means that they've finally been able to come to an agreement on actually finishing and releasing this souped-up GoldenEye port that we know has been finished and existing for years now, just not released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it does happen, uh, Ash, you and me warehouse trip mines only. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, what was it? Uh, f- facility proximity mines yep. only. Oh yeah. man, there's just so much. I love GoldenEye so much. I know it's <laughs> an unbalanced mess, but I just I adore it. I mean, and no, and no odd job. No odd job, and thankfully no Farsight. Farsight was perfect dark only, so thankfully mm-hmm. not to deal with getting shot through walls. <laughs> oh God, I I. I... I'm at least aware of odd job, and, and you know, honestly, it's amazing it's balanced at all. Considering that they made the multiplayer on the side without anybody anybody asking, they just like, hey, we the, did this as the well. The multiplayer was made by one guy, I believe. That's incredible. 
Really? Man, I, I hadn't heard that. It was, it was one, incredible. maybe two guys. According to interviews I've read, it was basically just one guy making little, basically Doom-esque maps thrown around in just to have something to <laughs> do awesome. while testing out all the guns and stuff. He's like, hey, I mean, multiplayer, let's put it in. Yeah, why not? Uh-huh. And it <laughs> became um, the reason everyone got it. Uh, Gigi Allen Wake in our YouTube chat saying, Farsight, yes, you are that person <laughs> that I hated playing with back in the day because I would always get sniped by the far... I'm, I was not good at perfect... I mean, I'm not good at shooters in any way, but I was especially bad at perfect dark and i would uh my friend at the time would just absolutely demolish me with the far sight and i hated it that, that laptop gun too screw the laptop gun oh god it's all coming back to me now <laughs> the trauma yeah. yeah my my fps trauma was pistol and halo one but everyone has trauma of that the three shot kill oh, gsks yeah gotta love him yeah that i was aware of my friend was frustratingly good at that so yeah that was, I can't that remember was if it was GoldenEye or Perfect Dark, but the, my, my, that same friend would always troll me because I think it was GoldenEye, but you could throw a poison knife. Maybe it was Perfect Dark, but you could throw a poison knife into someone's corpse, and then when they respawned, they would be poisoned. They would be taking poison damage as soon as you respawned, and that would always it's happen so to me. It was so frustrating. I'm pretty sure that's Perfect Dark, not GoldenEye. It, it might be Perfect. Yeah, I think you're right. That was so frustrating when that happens. <laughs> oh, I bet. Um, well, I don't think there's too much else to say. We'll see if this actually materializes, but I do like the idea of it appearing, appearing both on NSO and Xbox. Although let's be honest, I think the Xbox version will be a little bit more hype, but I think so. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine GoldenEye, like, since they always do like the cross thing on PC, imagine PC controls for GoldenEye. Oh my God. That'd be cool. Well, you also get it, you know, probably 4K on on Xbox as well, which is obviously quite exciting if you have a 4K display. So, but on GoldenEye, you could have it handheld multiplayer, which would be really cool too. On Switch, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on to our next story, we got a $2 super chat from Sonic and Mega Man 531. Another matchup. This time, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat versus the Doom Slayer from Doom. Who wins? I gotta go Doomslayer. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, pretty yeah, hard, Doom but I think Doomslayer. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's not like a blowout, but I do think it's Doomslayer. He's used to fighting minions from hell. He's kind of yeah. That's <laughs> kind of what Scorpion is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just a bit yeah. more fighty. So mm-hmm. there we go. All right. Well, time for the depressing story of the uh, episode. Yay! Oh, Square Enix with a. Letter to everybody in 2022. I love how it was like a couple hours after Midnight Hit that came out. It was like, everyone's like, oh, thank goodness. We can finally leave 2021 behind us. And then Square Enix is like, first hours of 2022. Uh." Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that statement where they stated that they want to embrace NFTs and blockchains, saying that they know um, players that play for fun will not like this. But by designing viable token economies into our games, we'll enable a self-sustaining game growth. What the hell does that mean? It is nothing but buzzwords. That entire letter is just buzzwords and doesn't say anything. Like, it makes no sense at all. Especially, as I pointed out on Twitter, you're getting into the stuff that is preventing you from selling further copies of your best-selling game of all time. The game that has made you the most money, not best-selling, the game has made you the most money ever, 
And it's preventing you from had to, you had to shut down sell, sales because of the server issues and the fact you couldn't get the parts to make these new servers. And you want to get into it. This is stupid. Yeah. This is really stupid. And it's just beyond frustrating, especially because I saw some other reports that came out that, you know, to break down exactly what NFTs and blockchains and cryptocurrency and all this stuff does to the environment. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Digi Economist, Economist, excuse me, saying uh, during 2021, uh, uh, Bitcoin consumed 134 terawatts in total, which is comparable to the electric energy consumed by a country uh. like Argentina. Related CO2 emissions were around 64 MT. I'm not sure that uh, that that uh, yeah. term, but it's enough to negate the entire global net savings from deploying EVs. In addition, there's more. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up here. Uh, it's also a bigger carbon footprint than the per passenger carbon footprint of a direct flight from Amsterdam to New York. In total, the Bitcoin network consumed 89% more energy in 2021 than 2020. It's getting bigger and it's getting worse. Basically, how much can we fuck over the planet while making as much money as possible with yeah. these damn things? And I, I hate, I hate this. I, you know, I've, you guys know me. I'm, a, I like Square. I'm a Square fan. Yeah, Square Soft and Square Enix. You know, I like Modern Square as well, and that. That makes this this hurts a lot more than if say like, you know Bethesda were to were to, I mean, you know hype up NFTs because I don't play Bethesda games. But Square, this hits me where where I live and it sucks. I mean the the dumb part is that it's like it's not like they're hurting for money, right? You know, fourteen fourteen makes oodles and oodles and oodles of money every month. Final Fantasy Seven remake was a massive success. Even their smaller titles like Bravely Default Two or the Team Asano games, whether it's Octopath Traveler or the coming out Triangle Strategy. It's like almost everything they co that comes out from them sells pretty well. You know, mm, they yeah. don't need to do this to try and squeeze out more money because they're on the verge of bankruptcy or something. It's like this is purely a greed motivation, and it's like you don't need to do this at all. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Eastman twenty three says MT equals megaton, one billion Me kilograms. So thank you for that. Oh Eastman. dear God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> this just. Oh, uh, uh, Amy's in the chat saying it's FF seven with the Mako. It's kinda, yeah, it is. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of like that. You're right. <laughs> that's so true. Is this? Um, we got this. Oh, this, this is so funny. Oh, they even claim it's clean burning. Oh my God! It's like. No, it's not. It's not clean burning. They. they... <sighs> I love this screenshot that you posted, Rob. Rob posted a, a screenshot of Barrett saying, the planet's dying, Cloud, and these crypto fuckers are trying to get us to burn down half the rainforest for a damn JPEG. That's so good. Yeah. It is oh, classic. man, this sucks, though. Now, just, mm. there, the, an interesting thing here is uh, a friend of mine, uh, who I think I do want to try to get on the, uh, uh, the, the show as well, because she worked on some smaller games and is uh very much knows japanese uh is on the pulse of japanese culture and uh translates and whatnot uh linked to me a thread about the way nfts uh, seem to be seem to be seen in japan and uh how it's like this might be a bit more invasive um 
Now, obviously, I did see a, that Kotaku article where they mentioned that there are some Japanese players like this is dumb as well. They hate it as well. Uh, so hopefully it's turning around. But um, yeah, basically, it's a long thread. I, I don't have a chance to read it myself, but it might provide some cultural uh, idea. But basically, the idea is that there's a huge cultural gap in the way NFTs are viewed in Japan versus in the West. And, uh, you know, voicing your displeasure at them might come fall in deaf ears because of this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's basically they ends up being uh, it's like the Westerners are getting reactionary and angry for no good reason and throwing a tantrum for being ignorant. And, you know. That's that's like ig- oh they're, ig- ig- ignorant about what like oh they don't know how these actually work like look at the money they made they're safe yeah. they're renewable they think they they don't understand FT- NFTs at all except I uh, have to here's the question I always ask them and they never have an answer for it. it's like how does this work in gameplay the answer is there's no gameplay involved it's just a way to sell stuff yep yeah uh, you may have already done this by the way uh, Derek but Juan is asking to return to the chat screen I'm guessing you oh I am so the, sorry about this yeah. I got so worked up. <clears throat> no worries it's worth getting worked up about this just this sucks and uh it just seems like a, a domino effect you know one company says oh yeah hell yeah nfts and another company does and more publishers do and they're trying uh, to jump on a bandwagon and they don't know what it means they're just trying to yeah a- appease their shareholders because it's the hot buzzword at the moment right and yeah. um this this whole like De- derek i don't know if you read the whole letter from Square Enix's president, but it's just so. It would have made me mad, so gross. I couldn't do it. It, 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 it's, it. It's 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 bad as you. It's worse than you think it is. It's so gross and corporate. It's gross corporate and doesn't say anything. Yeah, it, it's it's like ten paragraphs, but it doesn't actually say anything in the end. It's and it's he and, and then by, at the end in the last paragraph he he somehow tries to tie all the all this back into COVID of all things. Our lifestyles have changed, and we are learning to coexist with COVID. Against that backdrop, I believe that the new technologies and concepts, blah, blah, blah. Shut up, man. This yeah. sucks. Oh, no. It's not like people uh, stopped playing MMORPGs because of COVID. If anything, they're playing at your MMO more because of COVID. Yeah. 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 It's a good product. There's uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, th- there's stuff you can only get by spending real money for a special mount, a special minion, some special clothes in Final Fantasy 14. And I feel greater, like granted the game shuts down. Those are gone. My money's gone. I don't have them anymore, but it still feels like a greater sense of ownership than what an NFT does <laughs> because, Hey, I have this minion that follows me. Hey, I have this mount I could use. It looks like the lunar whale from Final Fantasy four. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. It really, it really, just i hate it i hate it and i want them to backpedal but i fear they won't i fear they won't apparently young Ye did a video on this earlier just reading through the letter and uh reading through this letter and it just made like made him super mad i believe it yeah, yeah. um only response that i really have to them want, potentially yeah. back backpedaling is i'm not sure if you guys covered it at some point but you know, Ubisoft tried to really rush out the NFTs on like their rainbow and their, their Tom Clancy. I forget. Oh, we did. Ubisoft exactly. courts. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. it was like a complete failure and no one wanted anything to do with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess I want, that's all I, it would I, take is it just to bomb for, uh, for square for in one case. And, you know, they abandoned Avengers pretty quick. So maybe this will work yeah. <laughs> if it just bombs. Um, 
year of the panda otter spicy says so is square close to being worse than konami i i wouldn't go that far at least they still make video games that we like the, to play yeah <laughs> it's, it's like if know. nothing if nothing else they're corporate shithead stuff is one thing at least the games that are coming out are still pretty yeah, good yeah the creators yeah. are still doing well they just like somebody knows what they're doing in some ways but apparently the overall president is has his head up his ass so yeah i mean square enix only have a few series they pretend don't exist not their entire actual catalog <laughs> yeah, like seriously. konami does yeah uh so dumb so dumb yeah but yeah we'll we'll see where it goes but i don't see this going anywhere well i don't think they're gonna backpedal in fact i think they're gonna double down we'll see we will see yeah um all right we've talked we talk about anesthes a lot i'm done (laughs) like i hate these things so much i hate that (laughs) we have to talk about them so much it sucks it's like when the whole cyberpunk was thing was going on the news stories like all right we got to talk about this again we got to I don't know yeah. why those those type of news stories always seem to pop up, but because it, it always just keeps getting worse. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Let's go ahead and move on to another story, though. One that is good news, especially for you know an underdog series that I feel like this is this is good stuff for them. So let's go ahead and bring up story four. According to Atlas, Shimigami Tensei Five has sold eight hundred thousand units so far, making it already the most successful game in the series. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely hit a million. I'm just curious as how they're going to take it, considering obviously there's double dipping going on between the obvious comparison between Persona 5, but the obvious double dipping between Persona 5 and its royal version. But as good as it's doing for SMT5, P5 is about 5 million. I looked it up before just to try to compare numbers. So I'm curious how they're going to take the number SMT5 has, especially on a more popular overall console of the switch compared to what they're doing impact wise as persona but overall you know great launch glad people are actually playing in it's at least not going to be you know oh we have no reason to make the series anymore it, it clearly sells so yeah i mean uh and according to a silicon era article i'm looking at shimigami tensei 4 had sold 600k worldwide as of uh july 2015 so it seems as though these the series is just on an upward trajectory sales wise, which is good news for obviously Atlas, but also for fans of SMT. And you love to see it. Definitely, Atlas has this uh, thing where they need yeah. to get to the fifth game, and it magically does well. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I, this is just good news. I know there's you know there's been a lot of infighting lately between Shin Megami Tensei and Persona fans. I feel like you know that's just always been the case. You know, yeah, just lift each it, other I up. Mean, yeah. it, it, it's, I forget which Twitter person posted it, but it's the clip from regular show where uh, Morty and his younger brother, who's way more popular than he is, is oh, in town. Uh-huh. And it's like that. That's basically just what SMT and Persona is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was all announced as part of a Famitsu uh, New Year's thing. Uh, messages from a bunch of different developers. They shared artwork and said about what they were kind of plan, uh, planning for the year or just uh, stuff like that. And uh, Atlas said um, in November 2021, Shimigami Tensei 5, which was released worldwide at the same time, made a good start with a cumulative total of over 800,000 copies. Thank you for your support and patronage. In 2022, the remastered version of Persona 4, the Ultimax, uh, 
2, that's how they put it, is in March. The Nintendo Switch version of Nintendo uh, 13 Sentinels uh, is in April. And uh, even more surprises. We're also preparing an unreleased new work. In addition, the 25th anniversary of Persona, which has been developed since since last year, will enter the next new phase. So please look forward to that. They're working on P6. Either P6 or another Persona 5 spinoff. Or, I would assume I would assume P6 at this point, considering they mm-hmm. did the dancing game, they did the Q game. The only thing they haven't really done is the fighting game, which I'm not sure how eager they're going to be to do that, considering the P4 remaster is coming out this year. So yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. And they did Strikers, so yeah, yeah, which is already a pseudo like sequel. So yeah, yeah, it feels like Strikers what kind of took the 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 fighting game slot for the persona 5 sequel you know because persona 4 arena ultimax was the story was a sequel to p4 essentially Mm -hmm. so and that's the same thing with p5 strikers so i kind of feel like they're not going to do the whole persona 5 fighting game thing and just kind of go straight to six i agree i mean i wouldn't be surprised if when we get closer to p4 ultimax if they just are able to include like one or two five characters just to be in there if they're not really if they're not even like plot relevant or something they're just there to be characters I'd be fine with that. That would be cool if they added, like, yeah, a few characters from 5. I think that would be neat. I'm surprised we didn't get that for Strikers. Oh, yeah, Persona 6 Racing. There we go. Perfect. (laughs) I played Persona (laughs) Racing game. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Adam to Mario Kart out of nowhere just because. uh (laughs) And he he drives Morgan on the cat bus as his car. (laughs) Oh, come on. That's perfect. That's that's so perfect. Um, Yeah, I... uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I would really do wish they put more Persona games on, like actual mainline Persona games on the Switch. Because hey, even SMT five SMT five sold eight hundred thousand copies exclusively on the Switch. Imagine what would happen if you put these other games that people really want to see on the Switch on the Switch. People were con- curious after putting Joker in Smash. Just do it. Uh, I'm sure some some <laughs> yeah. some of it has to do with Sony money, but we'll see what happens with P6, considering they know how popular it is now that they can probably get away with funding it fully themselves and releasing it where, however they want. But we'll it's see. It's just I weird. Mean, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's been said to death, but, like, that would just print money for them. Just Persona 4 Golden on Switch, done. It's not complicated. That's yeah. just money. Yeah. Money. I mean, you want money? That's what you do. do it's, I mean, that's just so yeah. simple. I mean, the current rumor is that they're going to find a way that one of their projects is finding a way to try to coalesce P3 portable and FES together to make like oh, the definitive P3 it, experience. It needs oh, that wow. so bad. Not that yeah. F- not that P3 not that P3's bad. It's just really archaic and a lot. It's of very archaic. Sure. <laughs> and I will say FES. I could use some revamping because it is so grind heavy for so little story a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I, I will have nightmares of of the final boss of Persona 3 for a very long time. <laughs> I remember you told me your experience with that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, I watched your streams for that. Wouldn't have been a problem if I could control the entire party. Could not control the entire party. No. So Wouldn't have had that problem with uh, that. But yeah. But hey, that's perfect because if they do combine the two and I you know replay it or something like that for review or whatever we end up doing with it. I can try out and see what the femme uh, protagonist of Persona 3 is like. And the, what I encountered in Persona 5, Persona Q2, she's awesome. So She's, from what I understand, a very popular character. And, yeah, and the, arguably more popular than the main. Well, he's an emo main, He's an emo kid, basically. So yeah. for good yeah, reason. I mean, but yeah. 
the characters in P3 are more popular, I think, in Japan than the P4 characters are. Mm-hmm. But I, that's just that's just hearsay. But the P3 characters are still very popular for as awkwardly written as they can be at times in the game. Yeah, <laughs> from from what I can tell, from what I've heard from fans, uh, generally it's agreed upon that Persona 3 has the best story, Persona 4 has the best characters, and Persona 5 has mm-hmm. the best gameplay. Uh, okay. I would still I would still argue characters for five in a lot. Oh, of five has some so. great characters. I I would definitely argue that. Um, but yeah, I've only I've only played and beaten three and five, so still need to get to four at some point. So I have kind of a skewed perception of five because I've only watched the P five anime. I haven't had time to play P five proper, oh, the, and the, I know oh, the the, anime, the worst version of the story. Yeah, yeah, I know the anime sucks compared to games. So. I I love P4's characters. I love that world. I love Inaba. I love the characters. Chie, best girl. And and P5 P5's characters never quite warmed up to as much, but I think that's primarely because it's the I anime. The, the, the anime yeah. is very bad. Yeah. Get, also yeah. my problem with royal. my problem with also my problem with P4 is that I spent half the game quoting uh the Hi I'm Daisy comic. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. And no one had dinner nice. that night. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, before we get to this last bit, and I love how we still devolved into Persona talk after SMT5. I want to pick up the SMT5. <laughs> it was on my Christmas list. I did not get it, but oh, eventually. I'm the, only, I'm, the only, I'm the only one here who's actually played it. I think so, yeah. 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 I was yeah. Having, he reviewed it, but he's not here, to, unfortunately. Yeah, I was yeah. having fun until like the three-quarters mark where the game went, it's time to be a Mega Ten game, punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I have heard from series fans that um, it's it's the best gameplay wise of the series, but the story isn't quite as good as fours. So, yeah. The story is just kind of, the story goes long parts of the gameplay where nothing really happens. You're just kind of, here's a big area go explore and fight stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting into my technically first SMT game right now with uh, devil survivor two over my Twitch channel that I just started. Then that's oh, nice. That's a trip. Uh, what I've the only the hour I've played so far. So, I don't know. We'll see what's we're in for. But before we get into our last story, we do have some more super chats. Apologies for missing them before uh, this story. I just kind of was like, I gotta go away from NFTs. Uh, Alan Wilkinson with a two pound donation saying, "Avalanche, assemble." I'm down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. We we need real life avalanche to stop this <laughs> NFT madness. I am totally down. Uh, Jaden Buck with a five dollar super chat saying, "If I had the time, I would be starting a protest rally to stop these NFTs from happening." If only, if only. Uh, yeah, this seems like a great time travel thing. If somebody could just go back in time to stop whatever would eventually lead to NFTs, just that would be... get that classic gif of the person pounding a keyboard in the desk, destroying it. Just find the person pro- uh-huh. programming it and just do that to them. Yeah. Uh, Kai, hello, <laughs> with a $5 super chat saying, <laughs> regardless of if the blockchain is clean, carbon neutral, or negative, it's still wasting energy and funneling people into bad financial decisions. Yep. Yeah, well said. Just scams and people losing a lot of money, which is just dumb. Well uh, said, Kai. Man, your your kid's really, uh, really yeah, smart for his age, man. Right? I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kai. Uh, Evil Lucario with a $2 Super Chat saying, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim was the best game of 2020. I still need to play it, but I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about it. Lots yeah. of love for that game. Mm-hmm. And Screamo Shaman with a five dollars super chat saying games releasing on Switch seem to go to go mainstream in terms of sales afterwards. I'm not saying Klonoa needs a game on Switch, but <laughs> yeah, Klonoa, I'm, I'll say it. Klonoa does need a game on Switch. Come on, yeah. Klonoa needs, Klonoa needs a game scary. in general, but yes, on Switch. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Still waiting if, for Bandai Namco to come through with those tra copyrights Trademark, into an yeah. actual announcement. Uh, I got a quick direct question of saying if I ever finished SMT5. Yes, I did. Just didn't finish it on stream. Oh, okay, cool. Now you got to get all those old endings. <laughs> no, 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 thanks. I mean, the, the, the game's credit, it does have a new game plus where you can bring everything you had over, so you can just plow through it if you yeah. want. But. That, that, that helps. That helps. All right. Well, let's get to our final story. And this is a blast from the past because I completely forgot all of, about all of this until I saw uh, Jason Schreier's, Schreier's uh, story. Let's bring it up. So, in a Bloomberg report straight from Jason Schreier, uh, Ken Levine's new studio, uh, just talking about it and how it has completely failed to make a game in eight years and why that might be. Because, if you might remember, uh, Ken Levine... Uh, shut down his uh, back in 2014 shut down his studio to start a smaller company and eight years later nothing has been made has been made since then half the founders have quit and he goes into why that is mm -hmm. this is it's who, I completely forgot about Levine I'll be honest <laughs> well because he's been too, gone for eight years been... yeah yeah, for eight years. I mean, uh, game. I mean, we, we talk about how game development is. It's it's a hard it's a hard job, man. And games take a long time to make. But eight years is that's obviously too. It's been know, it's, it's way been, longer. It's been over it an be. entire console generation at this point. Right. It, at this point, even not very well run studios will usually have something to show at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I, I read through this report earlier today, and it, it, it unfortunately seems like... I mean, there are lots of layers to this, of course, but as, as in so many other situations, such like situations I've, I've been in personally, too, it seems like it comes down to one word, ego, as it so often does. It seems like, you know, Levine's ego is exceptionally fragile, and he has to do things his way. Not that he isn't, you know, an amazing creator. Bioshock is incredible. And personally, I really loved Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. I know mm -hmm. that's kind of not as popular, but I liked Infinite a lot. Oh, I did and too. I, I respect the guy's, you know, creative vision, but you also have to be willing to work with other people and, and you know, a little give and take, and it can't all be about you. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, and the other vibe I got from the interview is just reading is that it seems like he doesn't know what he wants to make. Yeah, yeah. Also part I, I, he might have the, the pressure from his own autor, autorship where he's just like, I need to live up to this expectation that people have for me. And so it needs to be perfect. And maybe that's why he discards months of work, which seems insane. Who is right. funding him? How does he have the money to do this? Well, take two. They In, in uh, the yeah. interview, the, it, it talks about how take two has a 15 year contract with him where they're basically just letting him do Boy, what he's doing. That was a bad investment. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess the reason he can just throw away months of work is because he and his team are cozy and taken care of regardless of, of what they do. But yeah. if you take two, you have to wonder at what point did things go wrong and did your investment kind of not deliver? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, uh some bits here that Schreier himself pointed out uh, that basically said, 
Uh, many who've worked with him have described him as a difficult boss who struggles to communicate his vision. His process, which involves frequently discarding months of months worth of work, has led to burnout and strife. Um, and even in the article itself says, uh, Levine is a, a flawed manager who often struggles to communicate his vision and alienates or browbeats subordinates who challenge him or fail to meet his expectations. Um, most of the people who said this uh, requested anonymity because they feared repercussions because, hey, here's a recurring gag. Uh, the persuading Levine was so difficult that former employees joked about engaging in Kenception, uh, basically Inception just for uh, Ken so they can get ideas in him that, that he thinks he came up with himself so they can actually get some work done. It's like, my God. Yeah, I and, and, and you kind of nailed it earlier, Derek, when, when you said uh, it doesn't seem as though he just really knows what he wants to make. Mm-hmm. And like starting off, they, I guess what he wanted to try to do is make a narrative lego type of concept where the narrative you know changes and evolves as you're playing depending on player actions but even that concept was stopped and restarted multiple times and then that's also not a i'm gonna say that's just that's also not a gameplay mechanic that's a narrative mechanic so you can't start with that you need to still know what kind of game you're making yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it was supposed to be a sci fi shooter like Bioshock, according to the article, set on a mysterious space station inhabited by three factions. Each could act as an ally, an enemy, or something in between, depending on what the player did. So, Fallout New Vegas in space. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But it never materialized. And we're now in 2022 with cheats. Like, uh, apparently, uh, Take Two execs stopped by the office sometimes, or did, but Levine was always given agency. Uh, because the ideas and themselves were great, but just the scope. Not actually getting through them. Yeah. Yeah. A little other snippet that Schreier pointed out on his Twitter saying, those who worked with Levine say his mercurial demeanor caused strife. Some who sparred with Levine mysteriously stopped appearing in the office, former staff say, when asked, managers typically described the person as a bad match and said they had been let go. Uh, This is from five different people who worked there. Others simply quit. The studio's top producer resigned in 2017 following clashes with Levine. Uh, People follow Levine because he can be quite charming and charismatic, uh, and uh, he, but he can also be moody and lash out, singling out an individual while berating them in front of their coworkers. Which that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. This this paragraph is is especially damning, uh, saying during a panel discussion a few years ago, Levine explained the final act of his process. In almost every game I've ever worked on, you realize you're running out of time, and then you make the game. He said, "You sort of dick around for years, and and then you're like, oh my god, we're almost out of time, and it forces you to make these decisions." That sounds like a horrible production process. Yeah, it does. Oh, it, 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 it's the oh, Bioware magic. Hoo-hoo. Yeah. As, yeah. As Sterling likes to say. That sounds awful. And no one, I mean, no wonder he hasn't made a game in these last eight years. Because as actually as the Bloomberg article just goes on to say, but time never seems to run out at the new studio. Because as we've been saying, yeah. you know, the months of work will just get tossed aside and they'll start on a new concept. You know, I got this for Christmas and it's been a, a good read. Um, maybe he should pick it up because this seems like some good ideas in here that would help him in his process and communicate with people and work well with people, you know? Yeah. So, um, one in our patron chat asks, speaking of games never being made, remember, remember red ash. We don't talk about red ash, red ash never existed. We don't talk about that anymore. No, 
that whole, they, that whole the, the animation got put out a little bit, like a preview of it, and that yeah. was about it. And it's just like, yeah, you know, no. But I just I feel bad for the for the people who work here under. Yeah, who I mean, follow him because I can see it. Be like, yeah. hey, this is the dude that made Bioshock, the dude that did Bioshock Infinite and all these other great games. Like, right? He has to have his things stuff together, right? Oh, crap. Not as such. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish nothing but the best for Ghost Story games. I I do believe, you know, like I said, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite were awesome. Yeah. I believe the guy has an amazing creative vision and, and can make great games. He's proven he can, but not at the expense of, of you know, his fragile ego and mm-hmm. you know the, the people working underneath him. That's just that's oh, not I'm sure this has him furious. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Or it could you know kick him in the butt enough to where he actually has to you know start working. Could it could right. sometimes sometimes egos get angry over this. Sometimes egos are like, oh yeah, well I'll show you. I'll make the greatest game that it was ever was and. You know that gives them that ah, kick in the needed to actually, yeah, spite. Gotta love. I mean, it. spite, I mean, if it, yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. So I mean, there's a I forget what the like the big thing is of well, I well here's the big thing, uh, Sony spite <laughs> with Nintendo. Yeah. So you spurned us, you spurned us with our CD add-on. Fine, we'll make our own console. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, Sony's beaten uh... three out of five times. <laughs> or, sorry, three out of four times because we don't know how the PS5 is going to work out, but. I will yeah. say I don't envy Levine's position in terms of having the pressure to, to having to feel the pressure of needing to follow up on on two immensely successful Bioshock games. At the same time, though, I, it, it's hard for me to have a lot of sympathy for anybody who you know kind of leads with their ego because I have I have zero patience for egos, um, and I just it seems like that's really what this all comes down to is just it's got to be his way or the highway, and that shit never flies with me. So like. I, it's a tough position to be in because you want to, you want you don't want to let people down, and you've you've made people so happy with your previous creations. But at the same time, if you're again, if you're leading with your ego, then you're not really doing the best. Or you're not uh, doing well by the people underneath you, by the people who are working for you, and I, that's just so important to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well. Before we wrap up here, we did get a few more super chats. Uh, next up is actually just one dark beat Andy with a $4.99 uh, super chat. Thank you so much saying, speaking of devs, not making any games for years. What about retro studios besides Metroid prime four and this tropical suite, uh, freeze switch port. Apparently they were working on other things. They just never announced that. I, that, that is another strange situation. The, the, the rumors I've heard is that they made, they kept making things that kept getting canceled. So they right. would work on something for a year. It wasn't panning out. It got canceled. They worked on something for another year. It wasn't panning out. It kept getting And this kept happening after Tropical Freeze until Nintendo apparently supposedly put their foot down and said, okay, Prime 4 is not going well. This is what you're making. You don't have a choice in the matter. Because <laughs> you, you need to get yeah. something out. Yeah. And I, I just wish Star Fox Grand Prix had been real. I was hoping, <laughs> hoping against hope that that thing as, was real. As an F, as an F Zero fan, I was like, make an F Zero, just make an F Zero game and put Fox in it if you really want to. That's it, yeah, I one. I they mean, could. they kind of already did one of Star Fox Commands ending. They they kind of yeah. Well, I mean, James Mc... up against it. Yeah, I mean, James McCloud is in F Zero GX, so it's like right. You, it, right. It's like it's like just put Fox and Falco in F Zero. No one will complain. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, if uh, only. 
Brian Camargo 64 is asking me personally in our YouTube chat what I think of those horrible NFT animated series. You already said it. Horrible. Horrible. There's your answer. You answered the question for me. Yeah. I don't, as we have said earlier in this show and other shows, NFTs equals no fucking thanks for us. So you already said mm-hmm. it. Horrible. I agree with you. Yep. Well, with that, I believe that brings us to an end of this episode and all these topics. This was a uh, wild ride, I'd say. And uh, yeah, uh, but uh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. This was uh, <laughs> an interesting batch of stories, but thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. I've always been wanted to be on the show and just chat with you guys about stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great to have you here. And uh, where can everybody find you at? Uh, you can find me primarily on uh, the YouTube channel I do with a f- bunch of friends of mine. Uh, some call me Johnny Lewis and Ted on a uh, brain scratch commentaries. Uh, John and Ted have also been on a, uh, you know, good vibes. So mm-hmm. you've heard them before as well. If you're a longtime viewer of this uh, channel. Yeah, absolutely. Check that out. And I believe you also have your own personal Twitch where you did stream some stream some of uh, SMT five. Yeah, I dabble in Twitch. It's more just uh, when I have the time and fancy for it. Uh, between holidays and some personal stuff getting in the way, I haven't been doing it as much, but I'm trying to get back into it with the new year and all that. Fair enough. We have links to all that in the description below, so definitely check out that for more from Ryan. I uh, appreciate finally getting you on. And, of course, we got to give a big old thank you to all of you for supporting us. For uh, you know, We're into 2022 now. Second year has begun. Let's see how well we do. And thank you for st- sticking with us, supporting us, whether you're a big patron or small. But, of course, a little extra special thank you to our I clicked the wrong button (laughs) (laughs) for some reason credit uh, end card is uh, labeled before credits let's get the credits up here and yes an extra special thank you to to the producers (laughs) oh god Uh, all of you for so thank you so much without you this show simply would not be possible and um yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> it, you it's a new much. year. All I'm getting a, I'm getting this swing of thing. <laughs> but yeah, thank yeah, you so much. All good. Of course, an extra special thank you goes out to all of our executive producers uh, and above. And those people include Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad. Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky113, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, uh, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Maderos, Orm M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Jessica Toad, Deaneth, Coda, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Rioner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Bowling, hi Steve's mom, uh, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Wooly, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, 
Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Derek, Jeff Ed, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hess, uh, Hustle Bun, Noah Fitterer, Rizmon, Calvin Atkinson, Hinaru 77, Brooke Obscura, Tarvold, and Anthony Wilson Jr. Thank you Woo! all so, so much. All 100 of you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, really quick. Uh, sorry, Derek. I just no, want no. to say really quick. Uh, I assuming I everything happens the way it's supposed to. I will not be on TNT for the rest of the week. Oh, that's I'm right. Going to Magfest. So uh, have a great time on Wednesday and Friday, everybody. You're abandoning me. You How I dare know. you? I'll still, I'll still I'll still be on our Discord. Don't worry. I'm not going to be like completely gone. I'll be on our Discord responding to people and chatting and stuff. But yes, I will be flying to Magfest on Wednesday and at Magfest on Friday, assuming everything goes according to plan. So I'll see you all next week when I return. Yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But uh, I do, ha- I do have you, Daniel. You're the only one I can count on. <laughs> uh, and I suppose I should also say that I uh, just little personal plug. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I did launch my personal Patreon for my One Piece podcast today. That's Woo! over at Patreon.com/slash uh, Derek Bittner, just my name, D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R. Quick plug: if you want to start reading through all of the One Piece manga with me, five chapters at a time, uh, each and every week. Uh, the first cha- the first episode is available now. The next two episodes uh, will be available on Friday, and all three will be available for everybody next Monday. So I'm not used to plugging for myself, so apologies. <laughs> but no, hey, check, check that out if you want to uh, enjoy some One Piece with me and Brandon, our very own Brandon Bovia. Uh, it's uh, I, I, I love talking about it with him. But remember, you know, we got the main channel here too, and uh, you know, once we hit 75k, we'll be giving out a um, we'll be giving out a uh, free Switch OLED to one of our subscribers. All you have to do is subscribe. Could get the Switch OLED. I hear it looks quite nice. And once we hit 75K, we'll be giving that out. And you can also become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for, for more good times like these. Until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>